Sweetie darlings, hello. It's tea. I am stepping very gingerly across some crusted snow. So some of it's slick and icy. And some of it's crunchy. And you just don't know which bit is going to be which until you've already moved your weight into the next foot. And then maybe you go sliding and fall on your butt. That is today's deep metaphor for the process we call life. We might be slipping and sliding. We might be falling on our butts. In any case, this is Burning Tarot, the podcast where we wander in the woods and draw some tarot cards to explore, to help guide us and teach us, and sometimes warn us, honestly, um, regarding the week or so ahead of us. I really appreciate the emails I've been getting from you guys lately. That's been lovely to get feedback so that I understand how these readings do or do not intersect with your lives. And if anybody wants to email me, it's burningtarot at gmail.com. And for these, we usually keep it to just a few sentences so I don't get overwhelmed. Anyway, thank you those of you who have been checking in and those of you who have been buying those $20 readings. Um, That's the sale price for a quick reading Um, and I'm still enjoying it greatly. It's just flowing. It's fun. So thanks. Sale is still up there. TiffanyLeeBrown.com shop if you want to take advantage of it. Um, Many other housekeeping bits to deal with. I don't think so. So let's get on to um, to what we're doing today. I have already drawn a card for us, and it was the kind of card that made me curious, that made me want to draw another card to clarify. Some of you are tarot readers um, for your friends, for yourself. Uh, I think we have at least a couple professionals on here too. So you and beginners, right? You might wonder, well, how do you, how do you know how many cards to draw? Often we use preset um, readings, spreads, you usually call them. That'll have a certain number of cards, and each spot that you put the card in has a particular meaning in relation to the other cards. Or what we usually do here on Burning Tarot in the podcast is we just draw one card. And that's a wonderful way to have something to meditate on or just give you an idea of where things are going. But whether you're doing a full Celtic cross spread or just a single card drawn out of the deck... Sometimes you pull something where you go, um, okay, well, what does that mean? Or you have a question for the card. You go, huh, well, what brought us here? And there may not be um, a spot that's like preset in your spread for answering that question. So it's um, pretty common to draw a clarifying card. And you can ask that card whatever you want. You can also do this at the beginning of a reading. You can decide to set up your own spread 
where this card over here is going to mean such and so. That card over there is going to mean blah, blah, blah. Um, and most of us find over the years that certain ones of those spreads really work, really stick. And other ones are kind of like, yeah, they don't so much. But leaving flexibility for a clarifying card, I think, is a good idea. As long as it doesn't draw you too far away from your original intention. So that's kind of the backdrop for why we have so many cards today. An unusual number for the Burning Tarot mini podcast. And I have just come across, left behind in the melting snow, a lovely Pandora moth corpse. And um, maybe that's a message for us too. It's very lightweight and it's all faded to kind of tan and beige. You can see its cute little eyes. When they're alive, they're pink and gray and um, very busy. But this one is finally at rest in my palm now. Our card today, yeah, okay, all right. I'll admit it, I'm avoiding the card. Here's the card that I didn't want to deal with. And so I started asking other questions and grabbing more cards because I was like, oh, dude, really? Here it is. I'm going to take it out of my pocket. Maybe I should put it on this stump right here in the sunshine. Not a bad idea. Okay. You guys, I pulled the Three of Swords. This card depicts a red heart in the sky, and we are using Cat Black's Golden Tarot. Red heart in the sky, pierced by three swords, black roiling storm clouds in the background, and on a plinth, a person, woman it looks like, dressed in red and carrying a little prayer book. Red hair braided around her head, looking with great consternation. And there are weird gargoyles on her plinthy thing that she is kneeling on. So this is not a happy card. This is a, uh, I mean, this is what it looks like. This is a feeling of heartbreak. This is a moment where we are forced to have our grief. This is a moment when the clouds are dark and black and there's no getting around that. Our heart is pierced, maybe by circumstances, but maybe this is a long uh, brewing heartbreak. But for some reason, this week, we are called to let the grief really come through. We're going to have this moment on our plinth. We're going to have weird gargoyles at our feet. We're going to need to have that moment. And what I wanted to, and you know, I'm looking at her, I'm like, there's sunshine, the snow is melting, I'm in a pretty good mood. And uh, my son was on a Zoom class this morning and lots of people had COVID or their teachers had COVID and their sisters had COVID, but I don't have COVID. So I'm like, I don't want to think about depressing 
things like grief. But you know what? Grief is important. And when we draw the Three of Swords, it's telling us grief is important and we have to spend some time with it. It may just be a short moment where we are thinking of a past incident or a person from our past. And maybe we spend a day or two maybe brooding about it. When this card comes up, it's like, it's okay to brood. There's none of this, um, no, now you have to work through all your issues immediately and jump on to the next phase of being past your grief. The Three of Swords says grief is legitimate. Grief is here to teach us something. And on our path of swords, which is a path of mind and a path of spiritual power, on the path of swords, we can't skip over the three. It's here to teach us something. And in fact, maybe all it's teaching us is how to be with the three of swords, how to be with a broken heart, how to have grief, and how to kind of put ourselves out there into the dark clouds just to see if we can cope with it. Cope with our, bri- our briefs. <laughs> cope with your briefs and your griefs. To really sit with it, as they say. So it's a, um, it's a powerful card. And my question to it instantly was, well, what's at the root of this? What is at the root of this grief? As each of us looks at our upcoming week, we might already know. You might be like, I, you know, I've been thinking about um, my ex-husband. And there's still some prickly feelings in there about that time. This could be something like that. It could be something immediately. Someone you know has passed. You're dealing with that right now in real time. It could be um, the griefs that we're having collectively because we're being shown, the universe is showing us, we're showing each other and ourselves how screwed up our society is, our economic uh, foundations, our history, our lack of a shared group of facts to agree on. And it becomes so fatiguing that maybe we kind of forget. Actually, it's legitimate to have some times of mourning about this. Not just be sort of, oh, I'm tired of this and decision fatigue and I read too much news and I, um, I'm mad at those people who won't wear their masks. I know some of you listeners are in places like Portland and San Francisco where people wear masks all the time. Uh, But others of you are right here in Central Oregon, where I am, and you don't know what you're going to see, depending which store you go into, or go into the same store um, at nine in the morning, and you'll have like half of the people not properly masked, go back in at noon, everybody's masked, you just don't know. So anyway, those are the kinds of issues that we've all been dealing with, and maybe we don't take the time to have the awful feelings of grief because we're just tired of this. (laughs) We're just tired. 
So I asked the cards, what is the root of our grief? For those of us who don't have a specific painful thing that just happened to us that we clearly need to grieve right now, what is the root of, uh, of our grief or heartbreak that we need to kind of reckon with in some way or another this week? The cards said the Eight of Swords. Now, the Eight of Swords is its a really fantastic card for educating a person. I, this card drives me nuts. It's uh, Over the years, I would say I've had quite an interesting relationship with it. It usually comes up to tell us, ooh, sorry, the pine cones are falling off of the very tall ponderosas. And I thought one of them might land on my head. Didn't. Yay. Yay for not getting hit in the head with a pine cone. Um, Eight of Swords depicts a woman in red, in this case a nun in red robes, but with a black and um, ivory habit on top. She is blindfolded. Her hands are loosely tied about her. She is on the edge of a snowy cliff. Around her are eight swords that have been driven into the snow. In the cat black version, this golden tarot version, she has a slight smile on her face. And, um, and I don't know if it's a, yeah, it's a slight smile, a little Mona Lisa-ish, right? So this card is super interesting because she's, she could get out of this position if she wanted to. There's a little bit of a rope. She could just kind of pull it off herself and then use her hands to take the blindfold off. And then she could look around and go, oh, look at that. I am on an icy cliffside and I really don't want to fall off. And oh, look, here's some swords. I could pick up a couple of these in case, you know, a polar bear attacks me. But at the moment that she's captured on this card, the Eight of Swords is just choosing not to do that. She's choosing denial. She is, or she might just be in a state of ignorance. But the card, the story written into this card implies she's going to learn more very soon. That blindfold will come off. You can't just stay in a stuck position like this forever, especially on the edge of a cliff. So there's a sense that either we have gained information that makes us feel betrayed, or like maybe we were really stupid before. There might be some berating of the self, like, oh gosh, why didn't I see that? So this is something that um, that our grief is rooted in. Moments of realization and recognition that bring us out of ignorance, but not necessarily into, into bliss, right? Ignorance is bliss. It, you might feel better about standing on a cliffside about to meet your doom if you don't see the doom. So something has happened that has enabled us to see some of the stuff around us that maybe we should be scared of. Or maybe a person betrayed us. 
in the recent or even very far past. So these sensations of gaining knowledge and having big feelings about that knowledge, about dragging ourselves out of denial and ignorance, about understanding that we can't stay static forever. That's what's underneath. That's what's in the past, leading us up to a moment of present grief, really sitting with difficult feelings, crying them out. And you might hold on to your heart. You might just place your hand on your heart and breathe into your beautiful heart and just thank it. Thank it. Thank our hearts for providing us with oxygen and blood, for pumping away keeping a rhythm to keep us alive and providing the more metaphorical function of emotion. You can't have this kind of grief without love. It's a heart that's pierced with three swords. And sometimes I think we need to thank our hearts for really processing difficult emotions and feeling them. It's so easy to run away from such feelings. And, and sometimes maybe it's nice to, to thank our hearts. Like, thank you for being soft and vulnerable and maybe not quite making sense to me all the time. But thank you for experiencing real emotion. Thank you for being real, my beautiful, red, beating heart. So where are we going to go from here? These are both two sticky swords cards. They're not fun. Um, Where is this taking us? And again, I normally just draw one card, but today I just kind of felt compelled to follow. (laughs) Did you hear that pine cone? That was way closer. And that's a much taller tree. All right, I hope I don't get beaned by one of these things. Anyway... For today, I just wanted more cards. I wanted more specific guidance about how do we handle all this sword's energy in addition to simply feeling it. Well, here comes a wonderful card for that position. The what do we do with it? We have drawn the High Priestess. This is card number two of the Major Arcana, or the Trumps as some people call the major arcana. (laughs) I don't know if they still do since 2016. Uh, Anyway, so it's the the third card in the story that kind of rolls through the major arcana. There's the fool, right? And then there's the magician. And then there's the high priestess, uh, also called the popus in some decks. So this is a very, very clear instruction from the tarot. It is saying your deep, dark, blurry, amazing feminine side. This holds for everybody of all genders. This is not a woman-centric thing. We all have the mysterious feminine in us. We are all able to tap into intuition. She represents intuition, also deeper mysteries of many kinds. 
So if you have an esoteric practice, a magical practice, if you are a witch, this is a wonderful time for you to do your thing. The high priestess um, enjoys study. Sometimes she enjoys community, but she does a lot of stuff on her own. So direct magic, where you step away from tradition, you walk out of the doors of the church, um, you turn off your podcast, <laughs> whatever, and you go have direct communion with nature, with spirit, with the elements, with the gods, the goddesses. However it is that you conceive of the energies, you go and really be with them. Nature is one of the easiest ways to do that because nature is the energies. Nature is the elements. So if you have an ocean um, or a forest nearby or some dirt to dig in, like definitely go do that. And whatever other practices and rituals that you have that make you feel really in touch with your deepest and most mysterious self, bring that to bear on this situation. And um, maybe don't approach it as like, these are self-care items that I'm going to do to make myself feel better because I have a broken heart or my society has a broken heart. Instead, just go for the actual intuition. Go for the real spirit. Go for the dark feelings you cannot name. Let them really flow through you. Try some journaling or some automatic writing if you'd like to capture some of these sensations and then later come back and try to make sense of them. And these can be full of grief. The, the high priestess can certainly work with grief. I mean, if you think of um, roles like priests, priestesses, ministers, therapists, the people in these roles in our society, they hear more often from grieving people than from people who are just having a nice day. There's a reason for that. These uh, difficult emotions, particularly around death, uh, but not exclusively around death. Oh, that one was close. Pine cone. Oh my gosh. Um, these can release some serious spiritual power in us. So they're not just sort of negative emotions to get rid of so that we can get back on track of being cool and positive. They're, they're a kind of rich power in themselves. And the high priestess knows that. So the part of us that's the high priestess can work with it. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying like wallow around in your grief and make yourself feel bad. But don't be afraid of the dark. The high priestess knows how to deal with the dark. She can do it. Um, if you have a high priestess or a witch or a tarot reader that you can consult, maybe that's the way to do this. Consult that person, right? Buy a reading. Go visit your minister. Um, this doesn't just all have to be internal on your own. High priestess is a wonderful card. And in my early um, tarot career, that was my card for many, many years. So I'm always happy to see her. She brings depth and, and she teaches us to be less afraid of the mysteries. And, and I still I wasn't quite satisfied with three cards. 
I was like, okay, well, now we know where our grief is rooted, and then we have our immediate grief, and then we're going to do our high priestess thing. And I'm like, but where is this leading us? And I kind of felt bad. I was kind of like, do I really need an outcome card here? The tarot has already given me so much to share with you. Is it kind of cheating or not cheating, just sort of greedy to say, oh, but I, I want a reassuring outcome card. Or an outcome card that's going to tell us like more shit is coming down the pike. So I did draw that fourth card. Where is all this stuff leading us? If we do manage to engage with the high priestess and we do work with our feelings of grief and stuckness, then what, you guys? What do we end up with? Four of Wands. Ha! I'm glad I drew that fourth card. Four of Wands is a wonderful, wonderful card. There is a sense of having completed something. There is a sense of um, joy, triumph, enjoying the everyday. In this card, we see people dancing near a castle, small castle turret, having a good time. There are four long staffs with a kind of cornucopia thing, garland. There's the word garland of fruits and leaves hanging over it. And underneath that, we see several maidens um, who seem to be washing something at a basin or gathering water together. And there's a sense of grace and celebration and being able to appreciate the everyday on this beautiful sunny day that I'm in here in the forest and that the ladies are here in the card. So this is a wonderful card. Um, it tells us that it's, it reminds us that it's worth, worth it to go through the difficult and painful stuff and that we do come out the other side this is a reassuring card. And in terms of um, each of us here in Burning Tarot Land, thinking about our own week, we may kind of go back and forth between these influences throughout the week. We might have a moment where we sit with grief, we sit with something difficult. Then we have, you know, a deep walk by the beach or a bath where we're doing spells or you know some kind of high priestess action. Then we go back into grief and then we have a few moments of joy. You know, it doesn't have to all be linear. Like, first do the grief, then throw the high priestess at the grief, and then come out the other side and throw a party. Yours might work that way, but often these things kind of bounce around. It is nice that we have these three influences. Nasty stored stuff deep high priestess stuff, moments of happiness, and especially that appreciation of other people and of the everyday. And the women in the Four of Wands, as depicted here, they're working with water. The water is flowing from somebody has a bowl or a skin or something, and it's flowing back into the water basin. So there's this sense of like being with our emotions, our emotions flow. They go in, they go out, they go up, they go down, and we're able to flow with them. Sometimes happy, sometimes not so much. So that's what I have for you. I hope this is useful to you.
And in the way of grieving, I want to acknowledge that um, one of our listeners, who was one of the main inspirations for this podcast beginning in early COVID, has just had a, a massive loss, a death. You know who you are. I just want to send you big beams of healing and love from the forest. And for many of us, there's a sense of loss because Thich Nhat Hanh, the great Vietnamese Buddhist leader, teacher, has died this week as well. And whether it's someone you know who worked with him or somebody you know that's influenced by him, um, or you yourself had a relationship with this amazing writer and teacher, um, maybe that could be part of this grief too. Acknowledging the passing of such a great man who has inspired so many people, uh, especially people in the West who didn't know much about all this, to combine social justice with Buddhism. Pretty amazing guy. All right, my friends, I am wishing you a deep, important week where you have the space to feel your feels. And I'm sending love. I'm T. This is a long burning tarot, and we're finally done.